السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وأصلي وأسلم على المبعوث رحمة للعالمين نبينا ومولانا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه ومن اهتدى بهدي واقتدى بسنته إلى يوم الدين وبعد وقال النبي صلى الله تعالى عليه وسلم اللهم بارك لنا في رجب وشعبان وبلغنا رمضان صدق أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم صدق الله المولانا العظيم وبلغنا رسوله النبي الكريم ونحن على ذلك من الشاهدين والشاكرين والحمد لله رب العالمين Respected elders, beloved brothers, the hadith that I quoted before you is a famous dua that Rasulullah used to read from the blessed month of Rajab. Allahumma barik lana fi Rajab wa Sha'ban wa balighna Ramadan. That Allah grant us your barakah, your blessings in the months of Rajab and Sha'ban. And Allah grant us the ability that we could reach and witness and observe the blessed month of Ramadan. This in itself is a singular bounty from the side of Allah Rabbul Aizah. So being the blessed month of Sha'ban, and we've got a few minutes, and I was just reflecting one or two thoughts I just want to share with you. In the month of Sha'ban, this is a preamble to the blessed month of Ramadan. And like Mufti Taqi Usmani writes, he says that the month of Sha'ban is a boon and a bounty from the side of Allah upon the sinful servants to prepare themselves before the blessed month of Ramadan, you know, dawns upon them. And Allah Ta'ala in particular, <laughs> gives us the 15th night of Sha'ban, which would be on the 7th of, of March, that is not this Tuesday, the following. And this is uh, in anticipation to the blessed month of Ramadan, like we had mentioned, it's a preamble to Ramadan. However, we learn from the hadith that on this night, the 15th night of Sha'ban, Allah Ta'ala pardons, Allah forgives, his bondsmen equivalent to the hair on the goats of the tribe of Bani Kalb. This was a famous tribe that lived at that time, in the time of the Nabi of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And they were known to be, uh, you know, goat farmers. And they had, you know, hundreds and thousands of goats. And Nabi alayhi sallam said, on this night, Allah ta'ala pardons and forgives, equivalent to the hair on the goats of the tribe of Bani Kalb. But having said that, the Rabbi of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, despite this vast forgiveness of the Almighty Allah, in the month of Sha'ban, and in particular the 15th night of Sha'ban, there are certain individuals that are deprived of the forgiveness and the mercy of the Almighty Allah. And this is what I just want to focus on. You know, normally we hear about these things, 15th night of Sha'ban. But before we enter into this blessed night, for verily it was this night, where the Nabi of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam comes to the home of our mother Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha. And she says that the Nabi of Allah, uh, I, was, I was lying down and he rested next to me. And when he thought that I had fallen off to sleep, the Nabi of Allah very discreetly, he makes his way out of, out of the room. So Aisha radiallahu anha says that my ego began to pass suspicion. That my night and the Nabi of Allah is spending my night with one of his other wives. She said, I decided to follow him. And I found the Nabi of Allah was left totally embarrassed. I found the Nabi of Allah in Baqi, Jannatul Baqi, making dua for his ummah. 
So she says, I came back home, lengthy narration. And I was pulsating, I was breathing heavy, trying to camouflage the reality. After a few moments, the Nabi of Allah enters. And he said, Aisha, why are you breathing so heavy? She said, oh Nabi of Allah, you were, you were next to me. And I noticed very discreetly, you left the room. And I thought you were visiting one of your other wives. So I decided to follow you. Nabi Salam smiled. And he said, Aisha, do you think I will betray you? Do you think I will betray you? And then he said, Oh Aisha, this is the Laylatul Bara'a. This is the night of freedom and emancipation from the fire of Jahannam. Jibreel has ordered me to spend this entire night in Salah. <coughs> to spend this entire night in Ibadah. And this is when Nabi Salam said, His servants, Allah Ta'ala pardons and forgives in multitudes. However, there are certain individuals, despite the vast forgiveness of the Almighty Allah, they are deprived of the forgiveness of Allah, even on such a momentous occasion. You know when we look at the vast forgiveness of the Almighty Allah, in Hadith Al-Qudsi, Allah's Nabi, quoting the words of Allah, Rabbul Aizza, that Ya Ibadi law anna awwalakum wa akhirakum, wa insakum wa jinnakum, wa hayyakum wa mayyitakum, kanu ala atqa qalbi rajilin wahidin minkum, ma zada thalika fi mulki shay'a. يا عبادي لو أن أولكم وآخركم وإنسكم وجنكم وحيكم وميتكم كانوا على أفجر قلب رجل واحد منكم Allah says on the tongue of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that if the entire world has to worship me and worship me and worship me to such an extent that you develop taqwa like Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam this will not increase in the greatness of Allah not one bit our obedience does not benefit Allah likewise in the entire creation from Adam alayhi salam till the last baby that was that will be born and all the jinnat all insan every creation of Allah has to disobey Allah has to disobey Allah. This will not diminish and decrease in the greatness of Allah not one bit. Our obedience does not benefit Allah. Our disobedience does not harm Allah. These opportunities that Allah gives us is for us to prepare ourselves, to brace ourselves before the blessed month of Ramadan, you know, dawns upon us. What normally happens? You know when it comes to Ramadan, so you would find a person who outside Ramadan, who doesn't read any salah, in Ramadan, leave alone five times salah, he's starting his day off with the hajjud salah. A person throughout the year, doesn't even touch the Quran, you'll find in the blessed month of Ramadan, that person creates some attachment with Quran. A person throughout the year, gives no charity, but comes the blessed month of Ramadan, a person becomes extremely generous and rightfully so. Why we restrict our intentions to Ramadan, Allah aids us accordingly. We restrict our intentions to Ramadan, Allah aids us accordingly. So the scholars and the ulama have explained that there are certain individuals who are deprived of the forgiveness of the Almighty Allah on Laylatul Bara. And this is something we need to reflect and ponder over. One is that person who we learn from the hadith, that person who carries malice and hatred in his heart. That person who has hatred for his fellow Muslim brother in his heart. The hadith appears in Tanbih al-Ghafirin. Tanbih of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam on one occasion was sitting on the pulpit. 
And he said, يَبْتَرِوا أَوْ مِنْ هَذَا الْفَجِّ رَجُلُ مِنْ أَهْلِ الْجَنَّةِ That the man who's going to walk in from that direction is amongst the dwellers of Jannah. So Amr bin As was the narrator of the hadith. He said, I was astonished and blown away by the statement of the Nabi of Allah. What a privilege. Allah's Nabi says he's a jannati. So as this man enters ordinary simple man, water was dripping from his beard. Holding his shoes in his left hand, he entered Masjid al-Nabawi, he sat down. After the discourse, he gets up and he leaves. Second day, Nabi Ali Salam makes the same announcement that that man who's walking from that direction is amongst the dwellers of Jannah. No coincidence, the same man walks in. Three consecutive days, the same man walks in. So Amr bin As said, My anxiety got the better of me. I gave you the reference, Tambihul Ghafirin, Fatebuli Samarqani has recorded this in this famous book. So Amr bin As said, I wanted to ascertain what in the life of this man that Allah's Nabi three consecutive Executive days, Allah's Nabi said he's a jannati. So I decided to approach him. I said, my brother, could I spend a few nights with you? Could I spend a few nights with you? Unlike you and I, you know, you meet someone, you want to take the man home, you need to make a call, Minister of Home Affairs. She needs to give permission. How many guests? Two coming. Next thing, five pitch up. And then we all know when the visitors are gone, what happens? It's like a tsunami in that home. Hospitality, mashallah. You know, this was a trait that was, you know, common amongst the Arabs. It's a missing trait in this ummah. Mullah Ali Qari has written, لو أن وليا من أولياء مر ببلد لنانة تلك البلد. When a friend of Allah passes through any locality, he brings baraka to that locality. He brings baraka to that particular area. So Umar bin Asad, I decided to approach this man. I said, my brother, could I spend a few nights with you? He said, no problem. So he says, I got to the home of the Sahabi. Assuming that his nights would be spent in tahajjud, his days would be spent fasting. But to my utter sapratul isha, he went to bed and he slept the entire night. The only thing I noticed is that when he's to turn from side to side, he's to praise Allah, glorify Allah. I thought to myself, you know what, this cannot be the quality by virtue of which Allah's Nabi. I observed him during the day, ordinary simple man. Uh, at night, he used to sleep, get up at the time of tahajjud. Get up at the time of Fajr, nothing extraordinary. So Amr bin As said, After three nights, I came to this man and I said, My brother, tell me what is that outstanding quality you have in your life? Prior to you coming to Masjid al-Nabawi, three consecutive days, Allah's Nabi made the announcement that you're a Jannati. So he said, Mahuwa illa ra'ayt, you have seen my days, you have seen my nights, I do nothing extra. So Amr bin As said, I decided to walk away. As I walked away, the army, this man calls me. He said, you really want to know? You really, I said, kindly tell me, what's the formula? He said, I'll give you the formula of Jannah. The formula of Jannah. I quote to you the words of the Sahabi. What did he say? غير أني لا أجد على أحد من المسلمين غشا ولا حسدا على خير أعطاه الله إياه. He said, never in my life has my heart harbored malice or jealousy against any person in relation to the wealth and the affluence that Allah has given him. 
He said, because of that, I don't know what his problems, I don't know what his difficulties. Amr bin As said, it is because of that quality, Allah's Nabi has given you the assurance of Jannah in this world. To have a purified heart. You know normally what happens? You know, 15 night of Shaban, when it comes to Ramadan, the big nights, then we find people circulating messages. You know what? I ask you for forgiveness. Who are you sending the message to? You're sending the message to your best friend who's got no issue with you. You did nothing wrong to him. And he did nothing to wrong, wrong to you. You said, oh, make me laugh. But my brothers, that person whom you have wronged, send a message to that person and begging for forgiveness. Wallahi, you can go and hold a khilaf of the Kaaba and beg Allah for forgiveness until you don't go to those that you have wronged and redress the wrongs and beg of their forgiveness. Till then Allah would never forgive you. Till then Allah would never forgive you. When we study the life of the Nabi of Allah, what an amazing human being he was. What wrongs were done to the Nabi of Allah. The man, I'll just share with you one incident. Nabi alayhi salam when he got married to our mother Khadija radiallahu ta'ala anha, one of the four daughters Allah blessed him words, was given the name Zainab. When Zainab came of age and she was ready to get married, long story short, this was prior to the advent of Nubuwa. So there was a person in Mecca by the name of Abu Lasib ibn Rabi'ah. So Khadija radiallahu anha, she tells the Nabi of Allah, why don't we get our daughter Zainab married to Abu Lasib ibn Rabi'ah? So Nabi alayhi salam, the rewrite of Bukhari, he says, Nabi Ali Salam, you know, very rarely he would go against, uh, you know, what Khadija, you know, whatever she said, he would go with it. Nabi Ali Salam said, no problem, let us get them married. This was prior to the advent of Nubuwa. Fast forward this incident, the marriage took place, Nabi Ali Salam migrated to Medina. After the migration of the Nabi of Allah, the first battle that was fought against the polytheist of Mecca was the battle of Badr. In the battle of Badr, Abu Lasib ibn Rabi'ah, the son-in-law of the Nabi of Allah, he was captured as a prisoner of war. He joined the ranks of the non-Muslims and he was amongst those that was captured as a prisoner of war. Nonetheless, the point is my brothers. After the battle of Badr, Nabi Ali Salam calls his son-in-law Abu Lasib ibn Rabi'ah. Although he joined the enemy, Nabi Ali Salam said, I have forgiven you. But do me one favor. When you go back to Makkah, the conditions in Makkah are hostile and volatile. Send my daughter Zainab to Medina. Send her to Medina. He goes to Makkah. Zainab radiallahu ta'ala anha, the daughter of the Nabi of Allah, is making hijrah on the name of Allah. She mounts onto a camel. She comes to a place called Zitua. And there was one man by the name of Habbar bin Aswad. He had seen the daughter of Nabi Ali Salam making hijrah. We can never allow this to happen. He takes out his sword and he pierces the camel on which she was mounted. She falls off her camel. She was pregnant. She miscarriages the child that was in her stomach. Was going to be the grand. done this. Habbar bin Aswad. 
Habbar bin Aswad, she starts bleeding profusely. You know, Nabi alayhi salam, days later, when she was brought to Medina Munawwara, Nabi alayhi salam looked at his daughter Zainab in that condition, and he cried and he cried and he cried. You know, when she passed away in the eight year after the migration, the Nabi of Allah with his own hands, the wounds that she had sustained at the hands of Habbar bin Aswad, she passed away. Nabi alayhi salam with his own hands, he buried Zainab, he entered the grave, he was crying, he exited smiling. Sahaba said, oh Nabi of Allah, you entered the grave crying, you exited smiling. He said, what can I tell you? I looked at the darkness of the grave, the loneliness of my gra- of the grave. I said, oh Allah, what is going to happen to my daughter Zainab? He said, Allah send down angels from the heavens. Oh Muhammad, do not despair. We will accompany your daughter in her grave till she meets you in Jannah. I started smiling. Nabi Ali Salam enters Makkah as the conqueror of Makkah. What did he say? Kill the man who killed my daughter. Kill the man who killed my daughter. Wherever you find this man, Habbar bin Aswad, take off his head. They speak about presidential pardon. I swear by Allah, you will not find a more forgiving human than Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, who could shelter the murder of his own daughter, Habbar bin Aswad. One Sahabi gets sight of him, and he rushes towards him. As the Sahabi rushes towards him, Nabi alayhi salam stands up, and he said, give the man a chance. Give the man a chance. The murder of his own daughter. He appears before the Nabi of Allah. Nabi alayhi salam said, Habbar, what do you have to say? He said, Oh Muhammad, I was going to flee from Makkah, but I heard that you are a merciful Nabi. You are the most kind prophet of the Almighty. I have come to ask you to forgive me for the wrongs that I have done to you and your family, and in particular your daughter. Study the Generation. A man who had killed his own daughter. Nabi Ali Salam looks at Habbar bin Aswad. He takes a deep sigh. He looks up towards the heavens and he looks at his companions. And he said, Oh my Sahaba, I have forgiven this man. Nobody should point a finger, point a finger against him. Is it asking too much? So like I mentioned on Laylatul Bara on these great nights, we sending messages to this one and that one. The man has done nothing wrong to you. But the one that you had wronged, find it in your heart. Ask, find it in your heart to forgive that person, my brothers. Life is too short. Life is too short. What do they say in English? That life is so short, there isn't enough time to love. I don't know where people find time to fill this life with hatred. Life is so short, there isn't enough time to love. I don't know where people find time to fill this life with hatred. We make dua to the Almighty Allah. Allah Ta'ala grant us the tawfiq and the ability that we welcome this blessed night, the 15th night of Sha'ban, with a different spirit. It was on this night that Malik bin Dinar, the sage of the age, my brothers, make this intention, make this niya. Before the 15th night of Sha'ban, all those that we have wronged, find it in our hearts to forgive them. The relationship with our parents, for indeed my Nabi said, 
the 15 nights of Sha'ban will not pardon and forgive that child who is disobedient towards his parents. I'll just leave you with one narration. One Sahabi comes to the Nabi of Allah and he said, Hamal to Ummi ala unuqi farsakhain. I've carried my mother on my back in shadida, in such heat. Law alqaytu fiha bud'atan min lahmin, lanadajat fahal adaytu shukra. I've carried my mother on my back in such heat that if somebody had to take a piece of flesh and drop it on the ground, it will melt and roast within seconds. Have I perhaps done justice to the kindness of my mother? What did my Nabi say? What you have done is not equivalent to a fraction of what pain your mother experienced when she had given birth to you. Uh, what did my Nabi say? Open this kitab. What an amazing narration. What did my Nabi say? My Sahaba, your presence sitting on the bed of your mother, making your mother smile, making your mother laugh, is better for you than taking the sword and Going in the ferocious battle and killing the enemy of Allah. Serving your mother is better than taking the sword and going in the path of Allah. We need to understand it in the context. How many, how many youngsters have cut off ties with their own parents? How many mothers have mentioned this to me? Malana, my son grew up, he was a wonderful boy. The day he got married, he's someone else. My brothers are always saying, you'll find another wife, you will never find another mother. You'll find another wife, you will never find another mother. On this night, the 15th night of Shaban before you ask anybody else for forgiveness before him that pious man that, pers- that person to make dua knock the doors of your parents knock the doors of your parents take their duas ask them to make dua for you to make dua to the almighty Allah Allah grant us the tawfiq and the ability that we reflect we imbibe we infuse and we internalize these amazing advisors of Quran and Sunnah